Entrepreneur Will Iverson talk about the question, will AI break capitalism? Okay, so a couple final points to kind of touch on. One of them, we've been through major social changes in the past, right? Like the transition from agriculture to industrial revolution stuff. Mm -hmm. And that caused huge social changes. Some countries manage that more successfully than others. Right. Right. Car society from non-car society. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was major, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then of course the one that the information age stuff, and then, you know, something that like you and I have lived through, which is the internet. Right. Right. So because we were technical, we could benefit from the internet coming along and as a community, as a technology, because then we got jobs to help make that happen. We were part of the disruption. We were at the, at that point in time when it was new and and, and cool. and, And that's what attracted me to it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that struck me when I was, when we, in fact, when we, even at the period of time, when, we, when you and I were working together, was how many of the projects that we would do that were explicitly about job reduction. Ah, uh, okay. One of the projects that sort of is the most vivid was there was a very large company that does hotels and flights and vacations that we did some work with. And the way they used to do it was they were sending faxes to the hotels. Yeah. Right. So the hotel would fax how many rooms were available. They would fax back when somebody booked a room. They'd fax that the person checked in and then they'd send them the fax back for the payment. So my understanding is that they had two or 300 people all coming in to work in an office building in downtown Bellevue who were just sitting on fax machines all day long. Wow. And then doing data entry. And so we got hired to build a portal. So the hotels could log into the portal and just get it done. And it wasn't a very big team. It was like a team of like five people. Right. right? So five people for call it a year. They build a portal and it's better. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's better for everybody. It's better for the hotel. It's better for the company that was, you know, handling all the settlement of this stuff. Like no one would argue, like if today you said, Hey, I want a room, a building filled with 300 people faxing. You'd be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right? <laughs> right. And I think that captures some of the complexity around trying to model out both our current and our future economies. Because like, I'll give you what, what an example, another example of this. So let's take Blockbuster and Netflix. Right. Okay. So it used to be, oh, yeah. you know, I mm-hmm. want to hop in my car, I drive down to Blackfoot, to Blockbuster, you know, rent something, take it home. So you think about the economic inefficiencies there, right? It's like you're physically building and distributing all that media. Mm-hmm. You're you have a bunch of people whose job it is to just sit in the store all day and hand people cartridges or whatever. Right. On and on and Sweat on. Sweat cards, and people have to drive, so they're burning fuel. 
all the bad things. And sometimes right? the things aren't there. Like you show up and like, oh, I can't get the movie I really came for. And maybe you drive to another one to try to track it down. So, yeah, because the one that I wanted is checked out. Yeah, yeah. Can't hot. get it. Judge Dredd was out, so I had to go to another store. Exactly. <laughs> and even even there, like you may not know what you're going to get. There was a, a video store I went to in college where all the cassettes were just for, for they had a lot of uh, anime imports, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they didn't know what any of them were, so they would just put the name and a white label on. <laughs> and so you had no idea what you were going to walk oh, out with. Wow. It was wild. But anyway, the point is, is that. From a strictly economic standpoint, if you added up the GDP number for Blockbuster and video and all that, you'd get this big GDP number. But Netflix comes along, and they're much cheaper, mm-hmm. right? So the economic, the cost of the product, the nature of the product, it is just better. I mean, like, sure, we can argue about whether or not, oh, there was something fun about going out, but like, no, it's just, mm-hmm. right, we right. see that, right? The, the model didn't think, survive, so it doesn't. Even if you like the romantic vi- vision, you truly weren't you putting your money where your mouth was. You exactly, went and got Netflix either delivered to you or streamed or something. Yeah, right. And so the question is: We were able to manage the transition from Blockbuster to Netflix by essentially society just shrugging and letting everybody figure it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true, right? And the question that nobody has the answer to today. April 6th is, are we going to be able to manage this AI transition stuff the same way? I, th- I, I believe yes, but that's because I'm being optimistic and somewhat ignorant about the whole matter. <laughs> because, well, it's, it's, a, it's an adaptive system and you can't control adaptive systems. And I, you, nobody knows the right call to make. So you would be making, I, my belief is you'd be creating more damage at least this moment in time nobody knows enough of anything to do anything sensible right and we don't know the problem is is that there are all these cautionary versions of predicting the future right like there's a lot of folks that thought that self-driving cars were going to be a thing right now right like, like the right now, looking, now yeah like like as in there are people who were writing in 2016 or 2015 that by 2025 you know cars would be toast that mm. you would not like we would all just buy a self-driving car because that's the only thing that would make sense right and the reality is like no it's basically like a really nice cruise control <laughs> right like it's, true. it's it's just not that good yet yet <laughs> yet exactly and that is the problem because we don't know and and we can't how do you try to fold all the planning together to incorporate that in the economic model right when are you, when are you going to start shorting car insurance right i mean the short answer is not in the short i'm not going to short it today and i, and I would have been foolish right like right. i bought a little bit of nvidia stock Oh, okay. Back yep. in like 2015, 2016. Nice. All right. And do you know why I bought it? I bought James. it because I no, yeah. because I thought that Nvidia was going to be an elf, every self-driving car. Oh, I didn't know you were you're quite ahead of the game there. Okay. Oh, it's so 2015. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were listening so, to a test. Mr. Elon Musk was probably talking about that. Um, yeah, well, and there were a couple of car manufacturers like Nvidia had announced that they were did a deal where they were going to put Ah. Video cards into cars for their self-driving initiatives, and they were oh. doing the prototyping and stuff. And I was like, "Oh man, if every car is going to oh, get a thousand-dollar okay. video card, and Nvidia is going to make so much money." 
that's why you're upset. You're, 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 you didn't get the bubble that you expected or, or exactly. the, 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 the hockey you know stick. What, do you know what's so frustrating for me? What? NVIDIA wound up going up because of crypto. Oh yeah, that's true. And I am so <laughs> annoyed. I'm like, everything about crypto is so dumb. Um, <laughs> it's such a scam. Uh, but NVIDIA wound up selling every video card they could make for years because of it, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, so the thing to me about that is, is it sort of was like, okay, what is the future of this AI tech going to be? Like if I said the main impact of this is going to be that every single piece of software that you or I use is going to have a really good voice interface. Okay. Yeah. Like I can just talk to my computer and it will do things or yeah. I can type like we use chat GPT. It's like, Oh, I'm going to flesh out an outline or I'm going to do whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's going to blow society apart. It's just sort of like, okay, a bunch of dumb stuff. Like if my job is social media marketing intern, even that job is still going to be better because now you don't get the task of go write 200 tweets, <laughs> you know, the grind part. Oh, God damn it, though. Well, then people are going to actually have to listen to those tweets. And then who's going to? Right. I don't know. I, we're assuming consumers will still be on, on social media. Yeah. Well, the, have you heard the dead internet theory? No. So the dead internet theory is that what happens is, is that the internet turns into nothing but chat bots talking to chat bots or AIs talking to AIs. So you might say, well, I'm going to have 10,000 bots, like 10,000 Russian bots that are all going to be pro or, you know, anti-Ukraine. And so then the response is you get another 10,000 Ukraine bots and then they battle it out in cyberspace and they have flame wars with each other. <laughs> right. And as a human being, you you just look at it you're like, I don't know what this is. This is a big toxic mess. I'm going to go for a walk and enjoy the sun, yeah. you know, like... <laughs> Which is kind of where I've, I've drifted to. It's like, I don't really know when I use the internet, am I even dealing with the real person or not? I'm going to log in to solve my tasks, but just sort of hanging out in the forums or whatever. It's like, well, what's real? What's not? You yeah. Know? Right. Right. So that, if that gets taken to 11, right? Like we, we, um, it's just, it's all so weird. And that's part of where I keep coming back to, which is why I wanted to do this talk a little bit. Growing up has never been easy, even in prehistoric Mesopotamia. Young Akia was the runt of a tribe that's legendary for feats of strength. But Ikea prefers feats of intelligence. However, that gets him no respect from his peers. He gets into more trouble when he accidentally disrupts his tribe's corner on the market of hauling goods due to his invention of using levers. This idea becomes so popular that the neighboring tribes no longer require his own tribe's services. To make matters even worse, music television marketers from the future are meddling with the culture of the region. At first, Akia is excited by the strangers, but then realizes that there is a danger in becoming dependent on their gifts. 
But the stranger's pull is drawing the youth away from all of the tribes. So Akia must find a way to save his people, join the music television marketers with their technological magic, or join with his elders who had rejected him. Caveman Funk, a novelette by Lancer Kind, is available on Amazon Kindle. Check out the show notes, and there you will find goodies about more of Will's activities, such as his uh, guest appearances on Sci-Fi Thoughts, about his space opera video game he published called Blaze Sky, available on Steam. This series started in episode 238. Go to scifithoughts.space and enter 238 into the episode search box and you will find the start of the series there. Next episode, more Lancer and Will. Writing a dystopia in 2023 as a writer is lazy. <laughs> that is a lazy cliche. Did you hear that, everyone? Yes, I'm calling you all <laughs> put out. Put it away. Every, every writer who's working on a dystopia right now, just put it down, walk away. If I want to see a dystopian nightmare, all I have to do is turn on the news. <laughs> it's, you got to move on. 